0: Stock's doing well this morning, a, a bit of a comeback here. How high should we get our hopes? Tech is leading the way right now as the Nasdaq's up more than one and a quarter percent. One group that's still red are the banks. Let's talk about it with Adam Johnson joining us, portfolio manager at Advisor Investments from the floor of the New York Stock Exchange. Good Monday to you, Adam. We need a bull right now. This market's showing some hope. What do you think? Well, I'll tell you, I've been uh, I've been
1: a bull for months, and uh, I've been wrong. But you know, at some point, Oliver, I'm going to be right. And I think what we're seeing uh, today is just glimmers of, of of the fact that you know, as a as a as an investor, you have to think long term. I think we all need to start thinking more like Warren Buffett instead of uh, some of the day traders uh, down here on the New York Stock Exchange. God bless them; they <laughs> they do well day in day out. Watch your but, back! Uh, I really think. Yeah, well, you know, I really think that that taking a long term view is important and it's what gets me through uh, periods like this. We've been here before. We always come out of it. But, um, you know, there there are times where you just have to uh, sort of breathe deep and uh, and and just dollar cost average. You're never going to buy the bottom. So, you know, every month you buy a little bit more. And, um, you know, we're coming along, Oliver, we're coming along.
0: Uh, It's been a lot of uh, central bank and interest rate driven pressure. How confident do you feel, Adam, that the bull case will get solidified during the next batch of earnings? We've got a few weeks, but then the banks will start pretty soon, and there is not much optimism in these bank charts right now. No,
1: there's no optimism. A lot of them are trading at uh, one-year lows, along with practically everything else. I mean, the industrials are in the same boat, and you know, if if you want to talk about growth stocks, um, uh, it, it, it's worse than that. Um, it's not been easy, but um, you know the fact is, if you look at where the banks are trading on a valuation basis, and, and I see you're showing some of the the, uh, the returns today, just intraday, if you look at where they're trading on a valuation basis, they're pretty darn cheap, Oliver. Um, a lot of the big banks, some of the ones you're showing uh, right now, from Bank America to Citigroup, J.P. Morgan, etc., trading um, either at or below 10 times earnings and 1 to 1.2 times book value. That is. Historically cheap, they can always get cheaper, and in a market like this, they may. But you know, there comes a point at which long-term investors, uh, people like me, uh, and I'm sure people like a lot of our, our listeners. Uh, this is when thoughtful long-term investors take a look at, at uh, banks and say, hang on a minute, 10 times earnings and, and 1.1 times book, that's reasonable. I'm willing to buy that, and it may go against me another 10 or 15 percent, but I think that two to three years from now, uh, we're going to see um, a lot of growth uh, come out of these names as the economy gets, uh, gets its footing back
0: do you have to be specific or can you buy uh, just a broad basket i mean as we see over the last year generally they've trended in the same direction uh, but uh, yeah. depending on where you are there's been some pretty big differences i mean the biggest gap is between wells fargo and city and then a lot of the other heavy trading banks are kind of stuck in that kind of same pocket with each other are there any in particular that look good well, you look at um,
1: Wells Fargo and Citi, and you know they're they're still dealing with the um, problems. Um from several years ago in the case of Wells Fargo, Fargo, those fake accounts, uh, I mean, that was all anyone could talk about if you spoke about Wells Fargo for a couple of years and just think that was several years ago. And Citi, you gotta go back even farther. I mean, it was still the good bank, bad bank at Citi. Citi never took the write downs in 2008 and that still has been hanging over its head. Whereas if you look at a JP Morgan or a Bank America, I mean, by comparison, uh, extremely well run, uh, highly respected CEOs. And they too are trading at around uh, 10 times earnings and and barely above book value. So you can never go wrong uh, betting on quality long term. And and certainly uh, JP Morgan and Bank of America come to mind. For investors who uh, want to take a um, uh, a more balanced approach, there's always the XLF, which is the uh, financial sector ETF, and that's a very reasonable way to uh, approach if you don't necessarily want to roll up your sleeves, do the homework of um, looking at individual stocks or or hiring uh, someone like me to do that work
0: for you. Adam, uh, when you think about the housing situation right now, uh, for the banks connected to that, that has been really the kind of uh, epicenter for rate pressure. I mean, even if the worst of the stock markets behind us, do you have to feel confident about the housing situation? What does that look like for you? Because a lot of these banks are going to get a lot of the volume, of course, uh, uh, from the mortgage and the lending side. But what happens if people are stuck in their homes and they don't want to move because they're not going to get as good of a deal anywhere else? Well, I'll tell you what happens. Growth comes down at the banks, but the
1: banks continue to make money. It's not as though just because uh, home prices slow down all of a sudden, uh, you, you, you have a, a break in cash flow. You don't. People continue to pay their mortgages, especially right now. We've got the two E's of earnings and employment near all-time highs. They may come off a little bit, but as long as um, uh, people are employed uh... they're going to continue to pay their mortgages which means that these banks are going to continue to have uh... income coming in it's just a question of what the growth rate is and i think that the reason the banks have um traded down to where they're trading now. Again, I keep saying it, but 10 times earnings and 1.1 time books. The reason they have come down is you don't have the growth at the moment. But again, you still have the cash flow. They're not credit problems at the banks. There's just a growth issue. And if you step back for a moment, uh, Oliver, and say, okay, well, let's just fast forward. What happens in a year or two from now if rates are still here? I think what we're going to find is there is a reset in prices, but that if, uh, as I expect, people are still employed, the economy is back on its feet, inflation has come down, you will have a, um, a uh, return of um, at least volume anyway in the housing market. And for many years, we were all very happy to pay uh, six, seven percent for our mortgages. When I refinanced several years ago, five and a quarter, I couldn't believe my good fortune. And now all of a sudden we're upset that we're paying five and a quarter. So it's just, uh, it's an adjustment. It's an adjustment for all of us who have to uh, pay our monthly mortgages. It's an adjustment for investors who are looking for growth, and maybe they won't get it, but they're still going to get cash flow. And that's what the banks have going for them right
0: now, Oliver. Good quality credit and cash flow. Okay. So uh, uh, powerhouses of uh, potentially stability, even if things uh, uh, continue to uh, come under some pressure. I guess I will, you know, uh, to the downside, you've obviously been worse off if you've had money parked in high growth stuff versus banks. What are your thoughts on the other end of the ledger at this juncture? Adam, what about that uh, super frothy stuff from the last year that's been leading the way down? How do you handle that approach uh, right now? There's nothing super frothy anymore. I mean,
1: everything's gotten hit. And uh, as painful as that has been for growth investors, and look, as someone focused on American ingenuity, right, the the, the people and companies driving the world forward, the innovation in our economy, whether that's tech, med tech, biotech, I will tell you that uh, a lot of my names are down. And yet, if I run my um, cash flows going out, uh, three, four years, my cash flow models, um, I think this is a wonderful opportunity to deploy capital, I really do. It sometimes feels kind of strange to say that. And you almost feel like, like um, I don't know, you're, you're missing something or it sounds insincere or you've already put all your money in so you don't have more money to, 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 to add to it. But if I'm honest, uh, Oliver, about where I've done my best buying over the years, it's at moments like this. And the hardest time to buy is at moments like this. But again, that's why I say I think we need to focus on long-term value, think more like Warren Buffett than the day traders. And just as we talk about the banks being cheap at 10 times uh, earnings and 1.1 times book, look at large cap tech, trading at multiples, P.E. multiples in the teens. And yet many of these uh, companies you know, the large cap uh, uh, high tech uh, growth companies that are household names, there are many of them still growing at 10, 15, 20, 25% earnings. And their stocks have all got, in some cases, cut in half. So there's a lot of value. It's hard to buy in the hole, but there's a lot of value out there for long term investors, Oliver.
0: All right, there it is. Adam, thanks uh, for the bold take. I appreciate you as always. Thanks, Oliver. You got Adam Johnson, portfolio manager at Advisor Investments with a focus here on the banks today.